Welcome to Spiritual Fertility. I am your host, Allison Buckland. I am a mother to a miracle and a highly intuitive and transformational teacher, coach, and healer. I believe that each of our life experiences shape us, providing valuable lessons from which we can transform, expand, and evolve in this lifetime. When we are armed with the right tools to bring about our own self-awareness and shine a light upon some of our most darkest experiences, we then begin to experience an awakening and rebirth, a reinvention of ourselves and the conscious awareness to take action and co-create the path ahead. Join me each week and listen in to hear my guests' impactful stories along with their empowering tools to ignite and inspire. I'm providing a supportive, fun, and collaborative space to collectively initiate and motivate change within you, spark your curiosity, and bring hope and inspiration to your own soul's path. I'm excited for you to join me and see what we can discover. Hello and welcome to Spiritual Fertility. Again, I am your host, Allison Buckland, and I cannot even begin to tell you I even am starting to feel emotional just introducing this woman to all of you who are listening. Whoa, that is really coming through. So uh, I'm going to get right to it. Another beautiful soul and teacher and coach and healer and all of the things, true soul sister to me, is my dear friend, Jennifer Spore. We also met on LinkedIn. Props to LinkedIn because the most beautiful and amazing people this is circa like 2018 this is like 2018 ish time frame when um all these beautiful souls came into my life and this is my dear friend jennifer spore and we had the opportunity to work together she worked with me and helped me through i think it was allison 2.0 i was back on allison 2.0 and so when we talk about rebirth and birthing new creation and our life transformation and our journey that's really going to be the intention that comes through for this episode is that we can have this origin story or this timing that comes in our life that shapes us and moves us forward where we make a decision to go into and on our spiritual path but then along the way there are so many more opportunities for us to evolve and learn and grow and jennifer and i are going to bring forth this beautiful conversation for all of you so that you can be part of the wisdom of her experience and of her teachings and i'll let you get started and jennifer so explain to all of our beautiful listeners what who you are and what it is that you are doing and just this beautiful love and light that you are. So I am so honored and blessed to have you here with me. Thank you for the amazing introduction. And I was getting emotional too. I just love you so much and I'm so honored to be here. And I mean, in a nutshell, <laughs> I, I'm a spiritual advisor and channel and a guide for conscious women who truly want to live a soul-led life, who want to confidently and unapologetically live expressing their truth and from their inner knowing. Um, and that's ultimately what I do. I work mostly with women who are on a path less traveled, who are feeling called to birth new creations into the world. As you know, and as I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, 
We're living in a very transformational time in our world. And a lot of the constructs that have been in place for so long, you know, obviously aren't working and did they ever really, you know, so a lot of the people that I work with are people that are here to aid in anchoring in the new earth and a new higher consciousness and more evolved way of living. And, and I hold space for others to, you know, to bring those creations through. So that's really what I do in a nutshell. Well, one thing that I'd like to ask you right off, because I've had the privilege to work with you over many occasions over the years, but you mentioned one of the things that you do is as a channel. And so my listeners are on all beginning, middle, moving through their evolution journey. And when you say channel, could you really explain what you mean by a channel? Yeah. So there are different types of channeling to just from more of an educational context, there's trans channeling, right? Which an example of someone who's a trans channel would be Abraham Hicks, you know, Esther Hicks, right? Actually serves as a conduit to bring through the consciousness that identifies itself as Abraham. A lot of people are familiar with Abraham Hicks. I am a conscious channel which means that I serve as a conduit to bring through messages, healing information from a variety of higher consciousness guides, angels, ascended masters, um, Akashic record keepers. And so that's really the type of channel that I am is, is a conscious channel. Okay, thank you for explaining that. And I'm going to circle back after we learn a little bit more about what brought you to this place. I definitely am going to circle back to the Akashic Records question because I am familiar with, but I know our listeners are going to want to learn more about that. So let's go back to your origin story, and then we will move into where you are now in your evolution and what really catapulted you or was really a catalyst because you were corporate working your way, I mean, to the top of the retail ladder in corporate and doing all the things and checking all the boxes. And then you shifted and became an entrepreneur. So talk a little bit about what that journey was like from you. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting journey. So to try to make a really long story short, my origin story, I would say the catalyst, you know, was I am someone who has always had to believe in what they were doing. So integrity is a core value of mine. And so any job or career, anything in my business, anything that I've ever pursued, it's always been with a deeper motivation in that I believe in what I'm doing. And so before I started my business and made this big change in my life to transition into doing spiritual work, I worked in the retail industry for, I don't know, 23, 24, whatever amount of 20 something years it was at that point, right? I started out working in retail when I was 19 years old and I was on my own at 16. And so um, I made a very conscious decision at the age of 19. I had always wanted to be a teacher actually, but I had started working in retail and I actually really liked it. And I made a conscious decision at that age, you know, without any financial backing or any type of familial or parental support, you know, did I want to put myself through college to pursue traditional academia? Or did I want to go ahead and just stick with 
something I had recently started doing and actually really liked. And so I decided to take my chances on sticking with the retail career. And I turned out to be extremely successful at that. I started working as an associate in men's formal wear, actually, when I was 19. And I was managing stores by the time I was 21. And, and to fast forward, you know, several years later, by the time I was in my early 30s, I was working for a well-known retail company and was promoted to be uh, the youngest and and one of the very few female corporate store operations directors for that company. And at that time, that was a $12 billion company. And so you could say that I had checked off, oh, I'd gotten to the point that I had checked off all the boxes off the list that society teaches us that we need to achieve success. Uh, but even at that point in my life, I had done it outside of what many would view the, conven the conventional means of getting to that point would be, right? I was like the 1%. So I've always been a master manifester, you know, I could say. Uh, but what happened was I got to a point in my life where I checked all the boxes off the list and I started to get like not bored, but I ran out of promotions and like new things to learn. Right. And also there was a lot of bureaucracy where I was working at and it just started to feel harder and harder to make a difference. And that was really when the fog started to lift, I would say, uh, but I didn't take action right away because I was scared, right. Because of how hard I had worked, you know, with that perception of how hard I had worked to get to where I was, would I be able to leave and, and make the same kind of money and like all of the questions that we would all ask ourselves. So I didn't take action right away based on fear. But so what had happened was I actually started because I've always been very sensitive, energetically, I've always been very empathic. So even during that time, I had started outside of my work doing deeper exploration around my spiritual gifts and exploring all of that. Um, it was really when my mom uh, became diagnosed with terminal cancer a couple years after that. And it was really during that time that was the catalyst for my change, just to say, at the time I was living in New Jersey, she was in Idaho, and I was flying back and forth a lot. It was a, just a really emotional time. And there was a defining moment, though, when I was at my mom's bedside a few days before she transitioned. And there was this moment where my phone was blowing up from my work because I was in a high level position where I was on all the time, right? My phone was blowing up. I looked at my phone and like messages and things that were going on with that. And it was an issue that it was a fire that needed to be put out, but an issue that could have been prevented. So I was faced, you know, for probably the millionth time with a scenario of, do I choose to be present to this issue in my work or to my mom who I knew was going to die? And that could be a whole other podcast episode that you just never want to see someone, especially someone that you care about, suffer the way that she did. And it was that moment that I, I it's like a switch flipped on. I was just like, I had enough. That was it. And I'm not stuck in this job. I don't care what happens. Basically, I just, all I know is that my courage exceeded my fear in that moment. And, and that was the beginning of that end of my life. I ended up voluntarily stepping down from my position um, because at the time there was not 
a remote work culture didn't exist. Even though I did travel a lot for my career, um, I was given an ultimatum essentially. Like, you know, at the time I wanted to move to be closer to my remaining family. And I had to give up my career in order to do that. I basically a lot like a country song, you know, <laughs> packed up my car, rented out my house in New Jersey, headed out west. I literally drove in four days from New Jersey to Idaho by myself. And so that was really the beginning of the end of, like I said, that part of my life. I didn't know that I was going to do this work at the time. I didn't know that I was going to start a business. I stayed on with my prior company, um, consulting for them uh, temporarily for some projects where I had been the primary stakeholder in my prior position. So uh, it was a process. Me essentially deciding to start a business doing this work came later because it was my own journey of awakening and transition that I realized like I had worked with all these therapists, healers, psychic readings, like, you know, the whole thing. But what I could not find on my own journey at the time was someone who could relate to what I was experiencing, but also help me to actually integrate all of who I was becoming into my physical reality. That was what inspired me to actually do this work. It was my own personal journey and seeing that there was a need for that is what led me to, to where I am today. And you and I were talking a little bit before we hit record about origin story, but how we go through multiple rebirths. And that was really my first major awakening, my initial catalyst to, to making that big leap. And it felt amazing and liberating, but it was also barely scratching the surface. <laughs> and it was the first of many rebirths, many times of deep, transformation and, and evolution on my path. For sure. And you also said that you recently, and, and you've been a contributing author to several books. And talk a little bit about your most recent book, because you went through a big transition recently. Share a little bit about that. What's the name of the book that you just contributed to? And talk a little bit about what you shared in that book. Yeah. The most recent book is, uh, the name of the book is Sacred Silver Linings, and it's a compilation of several women who share their stories about essentially the silver lining behind going through what seemed like dark times. And my chapter in that book was really centered around my own experience, not all that long ago, like just a couple of years ago about stepping into true divine creatorship and really a declaration around intentionally navigating my ascension journey here. So you and I were also talking about how the personal development industry, even as it is today, is very much in spiritual infancy. <laughs> so even though in our heart of hearts, we have the best and greatest intentions of doing good in the world and making a difference. We still very much can operate in our own ego-based constructs and create, you know, from a place of lack or create from a very reactionary place, right? Um, because our ego wants to keep us safe. So 
even though we we love mother father god and and all of the things right we we still can very easily fall into that ego kind of trap you know we don't mean to do it but it happens because the societal programming the transgenerational ancestral programming conditioning around um how we've been taught to operate in society is 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 very strong so for me that chapter was really centered around my own experiences and realizations around that and that integrity being a core value from me i want to show up in the world and operate from the highest frequency space so i made that declaration and when i did naturally when you say something like that to the universe <laughs> anything that's on a just you know even a remotely shaky foundation is going to come up to the surface right to your awareness to be revisited and that's what happened for me for a period of time uh my life felt like the tower tarot card i say that in the chapter you know um and i remember saying that to a couple of colleagues and friends like as i was going through that experience right it felt like it it was very painful it felt like it was taking forever every day there were days that i think i say this in the book too it's like i've i've had a couple of dark night of the souls but if there were a dark dark night of the soul you know that would have been it i had to be very intentional every day about what I was choosing to face and to stay in my integrity in my convictions and my beliefs about what I believe is possible about how we can live in higher consciousness here and stick with that. I stuck with it and it felt like it took forever. Uh, but one day I literally woke up and the sun was shining, literally the sun was shining that morning and I just physically felt lighter like, oh, the storm's over, like I'm through and I feel amazing to be on the other side of that. And like I was saying, you know, I've always been this way my entire life, even before I would say that I was awake, you know, is that I've had to believe in what I do and in how I show up in the world. And that's always been a constant for me. And I can tell you that, <laughs> There's no way, there's no way to knock me off of my path, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, my, at the time, you know, everything felt like it fell apart. My, I had financial issues. I had health issues. I had, um, clients that had been with me. Like I turned over almost all of my clients in my business and, and it was all happening at the same time. And it was challenging to manage all of that at the same time, but but it was worth it. And I came out on the other side and, and it was really just about choosing to step into true divine creatorship, being creating, creating free of construct, right? Honoring the true essence of who I am, coming from a space of truth and love and, and true trust in God, in, in mother, father, God, right? Because you know um as humans we're really cute and we're really good at, at saying you know oh we're you know creating from this space and that space but a lot of times we're doing it from an illusory place we're doing it under an illusion of separation like we have to do that ourselves right but it's not just us we're half heaven and half earth so it's learning that dance that's really what ascension and creation is is the dance of 
being equally divine and human. I could listen to you speak about this. I mean, all I am just like smiling and feel it in my whole body because as you talked about your journey and it was so relatable to me and I know it's going to be relatable to those that are going to listen to this because we are we can be in the darkest of dark places and it's in those places where our true core value, who we are, who we have brought forth, not just in this lifetime, from ancestors, from past lifetimes, from all of those things. And it's like we have to dig in and that that core of who we are really just has to come through. And you talk about your belief and your integrity and that's what got you through every day because many of us have faced those times when it's like, I can't do it. Like I, you have those thoughts, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot go on anymore. But those are the times when we do, we pursue, we move forward, we move on. And this evolutionary journey and this spiritual awakening and this path and this transformational rebirth evolution, this spiritual fertility, because it is coming out of all of us. We have to dig deep into, you know, into that mud. Lotus is flower is birthed out of mud, right? I mean, and so it is out of those places they come through, but I can really listen to you talk about this all day. And, and when you speak, you know, it really comes through you as this higher channel and spiritually evolved human that you are. So I thank you so much for sharing all of that. I would like to really touch on because you've done an Akashic Records um, reading for me. And I mean, I've come back to you and say, I can't even believe like all of the things that you said, like actually happened. So um, you see it, you're clear. But many of our listeners may not even know what the Akashic Records are. And so would you explain a little bit about what the Akashic Records are? And I know you do channel um, record keepers in the Akashic Records, but for those that may not know what that is or have heard the time, because people are going to listen to this and they've maybe heard the term and, you know, it, it keeps coming up in awareness and that's kind of what happens in our evolution. Things start coming up and we're like, oh, whoa, what is that? Maybe I'm supposed to be curious about that a little bit more. So would you tell our listeners a little bit more about the Akashic Records? Yeah, so essentially the Akashic Records are the library for your soul, your soul's records. So <clears throat> they're also, if you read the Bible, which the Bible is a popular book, you know, they're referred to as the book of life in the Bible. Uh, there is the Akasha, the collective field, right? And then your Akashic Record. So the Akasha is the entire field, right, of consciousness, essentially. And then there are your individual Akashic Records. Um, the Akashic Records are not a healing modality, even though they do serve a purpose in healing. Um, I, I like to emphasize this point because every one of us has Akashic Records. Every one of us is empowered to access the storehouse of unlimited information for our soul and our ability to heal. Only truth and love exist in the records. Um, one of the many reasons why I also teach the Akashic Records and one of the many reasons why I love 
teaching people how to access their records is because it's empowering them to connect with their own soul at a deeper level and to know that they already have all of the answers within. It's just a matter of having the willingness to access them, you know, to live more confidently from that inner knowing. So, so that's what they are, right? So your, all of your life's experiences, this life, past lives, future lives, even, right? Um, any questions that have anything to do with you that you would want to ask around business, careers, familial relationships, um, anything resides in the records. Thank you for sharing that. I have a evolution rebirth story related to the Akashic records. Actually, it was really life-changing for me. I was in a dark, 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 dark place, 2020 pandemic kind of did that to a lot of people, but I was um, in that, or was a catalyst to it. I was in a really, really dark place and was moving through a lot of, of fear and darkness. And I remember this pivotal moment in my spiritual journey where I was, I had been traveling and I just remember being in this like dark place and like waking up and like just not being able to move through it. And er, very early one morning, it was July 3rd, 2020. And I just remember very early in the morning, just feeling this, like, it was almost like I heard this voice, like, get up, go to the beach, get up, go to the beach, get up and go to the beach. And I was like, okay. I mean, like, I just got up and went to the beach. This is like four o'clock in the morning. And I remember I drove to the beach and went to the beach and sat there. And I was listening to a book on Audible at the time about connecting with spirit guides. And um, there was Akashic Records meditation. It was very on in my journey. And I remember just laying on the beach at that time and listening to that meditation. And I, at that point, I can understand how you say you like woke up and the sun was shining you just felt lifted and after that meditation and after experiencing that time on the beach i drove home and went back to bed and went back to sleep and that next morning like i just knew like things were different and so it kind of started that curiosity toward the akashic records for me and i've had the opportunity to do some training in it but i will get to level two and level three with you at some point in in the uh future that will come. I'm declaring that now. So we'll make that happen at, in over the next time frame. what the universe wants to provide for that. But that really made me think when you were explaining that, like what that pivotal moment was for me. And I just really appreciate the guidance and the teachings and what you've brought to my life and to those whose lives you've impacted. And I know as we continue to wrap this up, You've shared a little bit about your story and about your book that you had. Um, what is your focus right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, my focus right now is I, I have actually on the note of the Akashic Records, I've, I'm moving on from the method that I was teaching, uh, which I learned from someone else. And I'm very grateful for those learnings. I am moving on to teach my own method of Akashic Records. And really, uh, my deepest heart's wish with the Akashic Records is in teaching people how to access them as a lifestyle. I mean, imagine what the world would be like <laughs> 
if everybody was tapped into their own Akashic records in making decisions and how they live and show up in the world. I see that big vision and I'm so passionate about that. So I've actually created, well, this is going to be the second virtual retreat that I'm having for the Akashic records coming up in January. So I'm focused on that right now. And then I am nothing that's been released publicly, but I'm, I'm in the process of creating a deeper group mentorship container where I'm teaching some other women, an intimate group of women, uh, essentially everything that I've learned and that I know in, in all my wisdom around working with the higher realms and the earth and the mineral kingdom and, and really working with people to hold space for them to birth their own unique lineages and, and legacy work into the world. So that's where my energies are focused on right now. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I just got chills all over my body when you were talking about your own and teaching what you've brought forth and, and how I can, yes, I can see that would be quite beautiful. In fact, if more people were tuned into accessing their own Akashic records on a regular basis, and we're really in that higher energy and being intentional about it and mindful of it and balanced with it. And you're so love, you're so much love. And, and just like that beautiful um, light worker uh, that you are and on a higher, much deeper level than that, because there's infancy to the spiritual journey and our origin story. But it's really one thing that I've always taken from you is that we are lifelong learners. We are always on that path of continued learning and evolution. And so I just appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you too. In closing, before we um, stop this recording, are there any specific tools, you have used many tools in your journey for somebody who is, tools or advice, somebody who maybe is on the start of their evolutionary journey that um, you would advise or recommend for for that person who's just starting to feel like there's there's more or they're, they're starting to be curious and question things. Is there any advice that you would give for that woman out there who is listening right now and hearing this? Yeah, the most overarching kind of piece of advice that I have, you know, uh, which I think anyone in any stage of their journey could, could take and receive how they're meant to receive it, right, is, is that we've all been conditioned to look outside ourselves for the solutions. We've all been conditioned to look outside ourselves for the answers, which is a lie <laughs> because it's, it's not a truth, right? Like all of the answers are within us. All of the answers are within you. And so my advice is to get acutely tapped into what truth feels like in your body, not just what you think truth feels like, right? Because in the personal development industry, a lot, you know, we hear people talk about manifesting. That's a great example, right? But what happens is, people are trying to manifest from their mind, not their body. So know that you have all the answers. Know that what truth feels like in your body and live and make decisions from that space. Knowing what that feels like, knowing what your intuitive voice sounds like or feels like to you, which is unique for each one of us. 
being tuned into that and and living from that place now it doesn't mean it'll always feel easy but it will always be aligned and living that way will always guide you toward expansion that was beautiful thank you um it's so true it's so true and we forget we can forget that and it's great to come back to and understand that truth does lie with us and what what we say i mean it even goes back to what you shared in your beginning when you started your entrepreneurship journey and how you were searching for answers and wanting to integrate things but what did you do you created it because you knew what truth felt like for you and what you wanted for yourself in your life yeah and i feel guided just to add to, to what i said to say that that doesn't mean that you never need to reach out for support as humans we're wired for connection with each other it's more about what's your deeper motivation what's your true motivation behind reaching out for support right is it to put a band-aid on something or is it to reach out from a space of true connection and with a desire to learn and expand versus reaching out thinking that you're going to get an answer and have your problem immediately solved right like there's a difference so you just want to definitely be always open to reaching out for support but understand understanding your motivations behind doing so thank you for sharing that well thank you so much again for joining me on the spiritual fertility podcast and um i really appreciate our, our friendship and our connection and what we have brought into each other's lives and moving forward i would love to ask all of our listeners to uh, share this episode with somebody that you know might it might resonate with to subscribe to spiritual fertility to do all the things so that we continue to reach more people and i will be sure to share the ways to connect with jennifer in the show notes so that anybody who would like to connect with her or follow her or be on her path get on her email list she sends beautiful updates in our emails on her list and you know just be in her energy if that is something that you are aligned to be because i can truly attest to over the years um what she has done for me and guided me on as that supportive person i still did the work you know we still have to do the work and it is deep work that needs to be done on this journey if we are on that path for creating that higher evolution for ourselves and for the world but um, be sure to connect with Jennifer and uh, like and subscribe and share all of the things for spiritual fertility. And thank you again, my beautiful friend. Thank you. Such an honor to be here with you. Take care.